Hello and welcome to Quadrants of Mental Health. This is your host, AJ, and my special guest again is Janice Brown. Um, we did a segment some time ago. You've seen it on YouTube. This is the part two to that, dealing with Kevin Samuels um, and dealing with um, some revelation, some, I like that word you used earlier, awakening, um, some responses. So this is kind of like, um, Janice is going to give some feedback from her research that she did. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Some yeah. research you did on the subject and things that he said. Now, so look, I'm going to be listening just like you. So I'm going to jump in and do my thing. But at the end of the day, I have no idea what she's going to say, what she's going to talk about. So I'm going to let Janice um, um, come in and update us. And, you know, I did this at the last end. Last time, she is a producer of my show. She handles everything, the directing, the lighting, the sound, the editing. So if anything's wrong. That would be me. Okay, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say is. Okay, other than that, we, we're going we gonna to just chill and have fun. Um, Kevin Samuels, before he passed, he had made some comments that was distasteful to a lot of women. I kind of understood them because I had been following him for a long time. And one of the things that in talking to women about him is, you know, they never go back and look at Kevin Samuels when he, when he started, because he was the same way with men, if not worse. You know, I mean, he was wrong. That worked for him. It got him the notoriety that he was after. Um, it got him the numbers that he was after. Um, my approach is a little bit different, but I, I can see there's some common ground. I, I hope to meet him one day, but uh, maybe we, we may in a great by and by. So Janice, tell us um, about your journey, so to speak, you know, um, because from the show, I watched the show a couple of times, you know, and look, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. You know, we, we're new, but hit that subscribe, hit that like button often, you know, Try to help us out a little bit, you know, who knows? We might get picked up and go viral one day ourselves, you know, but in quadrants of mental health, we deal with the mind, body, spirit, and finances. So this is part of um, that social experiment that's called social media, you know? Mm -hmm. So Janice, what are your thoughts? Well, thank you for that introduction. And yeah, if anything goes wrong with the show, it is my fault. But, uh, <laughs> well, what happened the last time, and I watched the video several times because I was trying to edit out some of my responses, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why would you try to edit Because I was playing, I play devil's advocate a lot in life. I like to look at things from 360 views. So if somebody else has a perspective, I'm gonna immediately try to see what's the opposing or connecting dots and too. Sometimes Not, it comes across as, yeah, but. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah. And it's like, when I watched the video of us before, I noticed that, well, first of all, I kept cutting you off when you were making your points. Uh -huh. And then I realized what I was doing when I looked at some of the con conversations that Kevin Sam Samuels would have with women about certain things, they were doing the same thing to him. to him. And I said, 
Okay, that's that's something that I started doing on purpose because of the devil's advocate. But when I looked at that, I was like, this is, I've responded to you in the same manner that a lot of the women responded to Kevin Samuels. You have already in your mind what you think he's going to say and your, your perception of whatever's going on outside of that conversation. But you bring it to the conversation and you don't listen. Okay. okay. So it was not... In that instance, it wasn't so much about the content that you were bringing forth. It was like, why is this person not listening? And so I went back and did more research, and I realized a lot of women weren't listening because he was hitting some hot spots. Right. And he was speaking to some truths that, and facts, that they just didn't want to hear. And that was it. I'm glad you said that too, because and people never argued and said he was wrong. He lying. Mm -hmm. He's dumb. They would just say, "I don't like his approach." Right. But they never said he didn't tell the truth, which I always found to be interesting. And I found it interesting too to see when people <laughs> said that he was rude. I mean, I, I mean, I think he was just consistent with his message, and he wouldn't be swayed by emotions in the moment of conversation. And he matched the energy. And he matched the energy because sometimes he could have gone. It was some of the conversations. He could have, you know, went real hardcore, but I noticed he would back up. He he had a lot more presentational skill development than what I realized because he was really matching energy and he pulled back sometimes. And then sometimes he just let them have it. Right. But because, that's human because, nature and how we, pushing, though, they kept pushing. pushing. Yeah. You know, just like when we say to a woman, why would you want this guy and negate 55 or 56% of men for mm -hmm. this 1% guy? Mm -hmm. And this 1% guy has to pick up the litter, so to speak. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you're going to negate 60% of the men, 50% of the men for 1%? That doesn't make sense. And, and Especially to me when you are an average woman. Right. And, you, want, and then, uh, you want above average results, but you're an average woman. It's nothing wrong with being average. I think I'm an average guy. And I think with that right there, what you're saying, being the average woman, when a woman would hear that, she's she thinks it's a negative thing to just be average or to be, but because Maybe. getting taken it a step further, which is what, if he had lived, I think his next level would be, even though he started this group of getting men and women together, that having those other conversations yeah. that he wasn't necessarily having with the collective. But he was having them with the, I can't think of the name of the group right now, but he started a Facebook group yes. that you had to qualify to become a part of. Exactly. And I believe in those conversations, what is the next level for a woman who may have issue thinking that she's average, mm -hmm. is just understanding that average is okay. It's okay. And that I men have... don't necessarily, like even with me, you know, cause I like wearing makeup a lot of times, you know, mm -hmm. vanity kicks in, but you don't have to do all of that to get a man. No. You don't have to be all of those Keep things. And those conversations I think we're having outside of what was polarized with, with him and having those conversations. Right. So when I went back through, you asked specific questions and made some valid points with regards to um, women of a certain age, older women competing with the younger ones and how they do that by basically succumbing to the stereotype of what they need to be to get a man and right. it's not working because the young it's not working for the young girls no 
So if you're an older woman and you're trying to get a man or get that relationship and you're using the tactics of, you know, having all of the makeup and the nails and trying to look cute and I got my job and da, 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 all of this, you're still not going to get a guy. Yeah, and that was the other thing, and, and understanding the difference between the masculine and the feminine energy. And no matter how much I, being an alpha female, would want to get around it and be like, well, what's wrong with me being, you know, the one that takes the lead in certain situations? Sometimes you just need to back up. And you've told the story of how you did that with the TV show with August Moon. Like, sometimes you have to be that submissive in order for things to grow. And it's not submitting everything about myself, because I can be very controlling. Absolutely. But I didn't realize, I didn't I did realize, but I just ain't want to change it. That's the other thing. Because right. sometimes we grow oh, stuff yeah. and we, we're like, nah, I ain't, I ain't changing I ain't that. that. I ain't, I'm going to go to my grave with this, uh-huh. you know, because I don't. And how but, is it working for you? That's what and I you be miserable. 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 You can be miserable with that. that energy, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. Women fail to realize you give access to sex. You determine if and when you're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Women, Some women make that determination within five minutes of meeting a guy. Exactly. But men give access to relationships. Mm-hmm. We determine if we're going to put the ring on your finger or not. And that's what people don't, women don't understand. Because a lot of times you ask a woman, what does a man want? I'm a woman. And they can't answer the question. Mm-mm. And that was, I started asking that question too of myself. Because, you know, at some point, look, I've been single for a long time. I've dated. And I had to see, because people ask me all the time, you, you got this, that, and that. Why are you single? You know, why don't you have a, a relationship? And I've had some great relationships, but right. why didn't they last? Right. And a lot of it comes around to the point of me just being wanting, in my mind, thinking I have to run everything. Uh-huh. And also giving up my power as a woman to um, put my, my needs on the scale too, because you know, some of us had a tendency to see, even men do it, putting everybody else's need, needs before theirs. Women do it more. Women do do it more. And so I'm like, okay, putting somebody else's needs first. Understanding the difference between um, being submissive and supportive right. with relinquishing all your power. Those are not synonymous. No, they're not. And learning that you don't have to be in control of everything. No. And that's something that I've had to like check yeah. myself yeah. on because yeah. for so long, women over like it started like when you know the men were taking out the homes and mm-hmm. i think affirmative action happened and you know we have more women that have phds and yeah. all of that than men because they pushed us to be that power woman and push the men out our black men have been pushed out so we we felt like we had to step up nothing wrong with that right but it, you have to know how to bring it back how to bring it back but here's, the, here's back. something too i've been watching a lot of youtube videos and mm-hmm. one thing that was significant in making that power shift change as well is the advent of birth control mm. because now you determine sex whereas before the birth control pill we had to think if we have sex a baby's gonna come now we got so many different forms of contraception and the birth you know with the pill mm. you know what i'm saying that yeah. that made a huge shift in the psychology uh, of, mm-hmm. of relationships mm-hmm. 
you know, and now it's to the point where, which is breaks my heart, is we got this thing called Netflix and chill. Oh, yeah. And now with that, you've also changed the way a man flows as well, because now I expect that from you because, hey, if I if you don't do it, I got five other girls that will do that. You know what I'm saying? But not realizing that, hey, if the women just cut out the sex and say we need to focus on building healthy relationships, healthy communication, the men are going to conform. Yeah, they will. Because we we conquered the world for women. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have we have what we call creature comforts for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I look at some of the jobs that that I, I could never see a woman do. Going into the sewers mm-hmm. where the rats are, the roaches are, mm-hmm. the smell. Mm-hmm. Ain't no woman. I don't see no women signing up for that job. But they say they want equal rights. Mm-hmm. They really don't want equal rights because I'm saying if, if you want equal, if you want everything to be equal, then how many of y'all are applying for that job? Well, I just think we want to be CEO. Well, we don't we don't want to we don't want to clean the streets. Well, no, I don't want to be the CEO of a street cleaning company. No, I'm but if I happen yeah. to be that, I do want equal pay. I think it definitely needs to be equal pay. pay. pay but we are not equal when it comes to men and women are not equal no. when it comes to physicality. No. When it comes to um, how we're nurtured in the world. No. It, when it comes to just the idea of how we were created by God. Exactly. We are not the same. Exactly. And so there are differences. And, never will be. and it's okay to be different. And I think that's the other thing. Understanding yes. that it's okay to. I want someone to open the door for me. So, some women get offended. Some women by it. get offended by it. I you know? I don't. I'm like standing there because I've been I I've had it both ways. Uh-huh. You know, even when I was dating a female, the female that I dated, she opened my door. Uh-huh. I've been used to that. Uh-huh. So somewhere along the way somebody told her that it was something that she needed to do. You know, that's a whole nother well, conversation. It's a masculine, it's energy. A masculine energy, right? Uh-huh. And there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. But you some know. women, I've opened the door just in passing, coming and going in a grocery store or something, and I'll open the door for someone, and they look at me like, and don't even say thank you. It's like, yeah. it's like, oh. How dare you. And so that's just one thing, you and know. I think, um, you know, when it comes to certain jobs, I think, you know, men may be able to handle handle that more. I can lift and bench press. You should be able to do 250. I don't know what I'm doing right now. You can do 400 <laughs> I ain't trying to do 450 yeah. and 700. And I, I love muscles on my body and definition, but I'm not trying to look masculine. Right. So there is, but that's the physical part. But there's also that emotional part that comes in. And the mental. And the mental. You know, those things are important. But, you know, and one of the things Kevin championed a lot, and you asked nine out of ten men, we don't care about your education. Mm. Your master's degree, PhD, don't impress me. Yeah. You know, I don't care about your money because I can't spend it. I don't have have access to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you making $80,000, $100,000 don't mean anything to me. Yeah. And unless I think those unless things... they're equal, we both matching dollar for dollar, put it in a pot. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times in relationships, it's not that way. Yeah, it's not. And so, yeah, I had the opportunity to really like look at certain things. And there was another question um, that you posed or that you put out there with regards to. Um, 
procreation and being of the geriatric the clock yeah the, the clock, biological the clock, biological clock and talking about have, that and women are not conscious a lot of young women are not conscious of it you know whereas in other cultures you, you know you get married young mm-hmm. but we are delaying getting mm-hmm. married Mm-hmm. And they're saying now, I heard a statistic the other day that says 80% of divorces are filed by women, mm-hmm. and it's at a 90 percentile if women are educated. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get that master's degree, you get that PhD, and you're leaving your you're leaving relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, who 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 pays who pays that bill? And the children. Know, <laughs> the children. The children pay that bill. But you know what? The, I'm laughing because I have a circle of people in my life, and all of them are PhDs, the males and the females. I'm not. Um, I'm still quite smart, but I didn't pursue that. But I mean, I always said I didn't really need that, but all of the people that are in my circle are very well educated. So I've talked to them about relationship stuff. And one of the gentlemen, he said he found that when he was in a group of women, when they looked at him, because he considered himself to be an average guy, when they looked at him, they and he's not tall, so when they look at him, he said he could tell that they were trying to, they were already judging him. And it's not until, in a group set setting he went into, and he's a um, Kappa, he's a, a, in a fraternity as well. And he said when they start talking and they realize that he has, a, you know, that he is a PhD and in criminology and everything i mean his whole background he said it felt like the conversation from some of the women were more accepting of who because of of that because of his degree and i'm like oh yeah that's that's so superficial very much so and it goes with the whole idea that these a lot of women you know who on the flip side of that the women that i talk to they wear their, and I tell them all the time, and I'm sure they're going to watch this, and they're going to be like, oh, there you go. I'm like, I don't like PhDs. Because y'all just, it's just a, a degree to just make you feel like you're, you know, it's above academic. something. It's academic. But at the same but time, I respect what, what they do, because it takes a lot of of um, commitment, discipline, and everything to become that. But you should that. not think of yourself more high. And none of my friends do, but you know. the thing about it is... There are women out there who feel like because they have that, that gives them like a superiority complex yeah. or something. Yeah. And I'm like, but that means and, and nothing except to each other. And that goes back to the whole idea of who are you getting your nails done for? Uh-huh. Who, you know, all who, these who girls you trips. Thick I, for? <laughs> you don't like the thick ones? No, most men don't. <laughs> who, who are you having your hair down your back for? Uh, well, They're you doing know, it for your it's kind of cute sometimes. You're doing but, it for your girl. But, but what about asking your man or your relationship person, hey, what do you like or what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then matching the energy with him on that. But a lot of times we don't care about what he thinks. You know, are we cutting in and out? Something is happening. You know, we don't care about we don't care about what the other person thinks or wants or desires. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what caused the the gap in the relationship. That's what caused the breakdown in communication. That's what caused because you know, 
a lot of times when I when I hear PhD, you know what I think? Money. How much debt are you in? Because <laughs> you think about That's how much it costs to get that. I hear about yeah. because I know what it costs to go to University yes. of Richmond. Mm-hmm. I know what it costs to go to UVA. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. VCU. So when you tell me you have a degree, I'm looking at how much debt you bring into me. <laughs> well, you know, from a businessman, you you, you definitely have to, to keep that in you mind. Have to. Yeah, you but have not to. even just being a business because person. Because expectation you just, is, yeah, yeah, expectation you got to pay is, it. But when they get married to you in relationship, they want you to pay it. That becomes our debt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's our debt, but then I can do what I want to do with my money. We need to go on these trips. Yeah. You know, I saw this video the other day. This woman, she was an average-looking woman. She said she wanted a, uh, she wanted to get married, but the man has to buy her a two hundred thousand dollar ring. And if he can't afford a two hundred thousand dollar ring, she don't even want to talk to him. Wow. Because she was on vacation and she met someone who had a $200,000 ring. She said, that's what I want. But what you doing with all this stuff? But sitting around miserable at some point because you're still not going to be satisfied in the relationship. Even if I could buy a $200,000 ring, you wouldn't spend my $200,000 ring. I wouldn't buy it for her and for the simple reason that she she thinks she deserves it. Okay. More than anything. You know and you know, so what when when you are in that conversation, what did you feel it necessary for you to talk to her about? Like, like somebody tell you that and you'd be like, because for me, I would ask, I why would do you want a two hundred thousand dollar ring? You know what I would say? What? Thank you for sharing. <laughs> well, you see, told me all I need to know about you. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with you or try to get you to change your mind or try to get into that because I've heard that scenario. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, she is about money. She's not about helping me to build, to create, to save, to invest. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? For the mm-hmm. next generation, yeah. it's about what I can do for her, mm-hmm. not what we can create together. Okay. And that's a different mindset. It you know? is, I and that's that. The relationships are not gonna can't survive that. No. I mean, you get the pretty, you get the excitement up front, and it's, the honeymoon is over so fast. Well, I know someone right now got married a year ago, September, and they're divorcing. Yeah. And the wedding was beautiful. I mean, they... How many thousands of dollars spent on They spent a lot, yeah. I think. and But the match between the two of them was not a good match. And you could see that, you know, during, you know, the nuptials and everything. But the whole thing is... She, he, they just wanted to get married. Right. And you know what? And now. You know what I'm learning? That's too? sad. It's sad, but here, here's my learning. It's, as a society, there's so much emphasis placed on romantic love. Yes. That's where the money is. Exactly. That's where, and then women feed into romantic love. Mm-hmm. But romantic love, if you if you know anything about biology, romantic love is designed to bring you together. Mm-hmm. That's all. Because once that romantic love starts to die, and it's supposed to die, mm-hmm. then we start to see who we really are with. And um, I heard this study that said that God will bring put you with someone who you're really not compatible with all right with through romantic love but the purpose of that is to help you to grow it's to help you to see you to help you to grow yeah because iron will sharpen iron right you know you will get stronger in this relationship with the person you're really not compatible with on everything but we get caught in romantic love and then as soon as that romantic love starts to die we gone 
Yeah. Versus if I stick it out and say, okay, why are we here? What is our purpose? What do we what do we need to work on? What do we need to focus on? And my pastor used to say this, you work on you, mind, body, spirit, and finances. Right? If that means some counseling, get the counseling, mind, body, spirit, and I work on me, mind, body, spirit, and finances, and then we let God make a difference. Mm-hmm. Right? But a lot of times we don't do that because ah, I'm not happy. Yeah. I saw this video last night. This guy said he was out on a date with this woman. Mm-hmm. And she said that she divorced her husband. She had two kids. Mm-hmm. And he said, why did you divorce? She said, well, he didn't make me happy. So he said, do you love your children? She said, yeah, of course. He said, would you die for your children? If it was up to you, within you, to die and your children could live a healthy, successful, prosperous life, would you do that? She says, absolutely, without hesitation. Mm-hmm. He said, so could you stay in a relationship for 18 years so that they would have the best outcomes? The best outcome for them, mm-hmm. mom and dad being in the same household together, coexisting together, um, so that your kids would have a better outcome. He said, for about a minute and a half, she didn't talk, she didn't say a word, she just looked. And then she said, I'm going to call my ex-husband and try to work it out. Mm-hmm. This was, now he's on a date with her. Uh-huh. Now you you would die for this, your children, but why not live for them and work those and things work out? Yeah. But it's so easy to, I'll just get a divorce. Because, they, get a because divorce. people are getting married for the wrong reasons. Thank you. I mean, because you lust, and let's call it what it is. It's when you meet it somebody, it's lust. You want to get with them, and it might be really good. And you might have even, trust me, I've been in a, a situation where the sex was wonderful. But that's all you have. Mm-hmm. And you cannot build your future with, no. and have kids with somebody that all y'all want to do that's not going to work because you're not going to be able to help them grow. And the other thing about relationships that I learned is that the other person that you're paired with, that iron sharpening iron, is for you to be able to see you. Right. It's a reflection. It's a reflection, it you, a reflection. on how much you're willing to do, what your boundaries are, like you say, growing. And that's why you need to really get to know people before you jump into you the should. whole marriage you thing. Should. And that's through com- asking, com- having the tough conversations. Asking, asking the questions. So asking where are you the on questions. therapy now? What do you think about Kevin Samuels promoting therapy? Say, you need therapy. Get into therapy. Take, you know, take advantage of that. Uh, where are you on that? Do you agree or disagree with that? I think we all need some type of therapy. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs, and absolutely, because there are things that you have done for so long that you can't even see it. Right. And how it affects you. You right. have some things that happened in your past that you haven't that you've stuffed down so far that you can't come with up with the answer by yourself. I may be able to help counsel you about stuff that I see, but some things about me, I might not see them. So don't ever feel like you can't you don't need therapy. I think I think we all could have some level of therapy in our lives. In yeah. fact, what I what I teach when I do my parenting class is this. Um, emotional reactivity mm-hmm. stems from unfinished business. Absolutely. So the fact that you are raging with me and acting all wild and attacking me and accusing me has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with you. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't see it. No, they don't see you it. You know, because I was told, well, you go to therapy. I don't need therapy, but you're the one who's emotionally, Out of sorts. Yeah. You know, emotionally being, unstable. Yeah. 
being you know, led by your emotions. And, and, things. and, you know, and we have to remember, I always say this too, in times of stress, we all regress mm-hmm. back to the age and stage of initial trauma. Mm-hmm. So something happened to you either in teenage years or younger or early 20s, whatever, mm-hmm. that's impacting you today if you don't what, heal from it. Right. Because hurt people hurt people hurt and people. heal people heal people exactly that's why i i believe in therapy and i you know my thing is getting the right type of therapy mm-hmm. you want to for, for my experience working with people is trauma-based mm-hmm. helping them to see and recognize their trauma and then how to heal from it mm-hmm. i have a lady i'm working with now i'm not gonna say her name but she's 66 years old and when she gets stressed out she goes to 19 and can be very specific and succinct in that time period in her life and what was going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I'm not going to yeah. let this happen to me. So now she shuts down at 66 because of something that happened at 19. I go back to 15. You know, yeah. in times of stress, we all regress. We all do. But a lot of people are not conscious of that. That's why I like Kevin. He said therapy, 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 because some of those women needed it. I remember when I was out dating, it was so funny. I, I would meet women who were o- overweight, need therapy, on medication, needed medication, or was perfectly fine. So within five minutes, 20 minutes of me asking questions, I would do know which one who, who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And the ones who were in therapy were in it for too long, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, okay, they're just taking your money because you're not healing, you're not mm-hmm. going through. But some of them were on medication and you could see that right away. And some of them needed medication and you could see that right away. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got off that website. I, was like, I don't <laughs> oh, need to be on I here. You were on the website. I was on this website and I was like, okay, I'm done with this one because I'm meeting, I'm meeting these yeah. five women. It was a, it was a one, one to five ratio. One to five you know? ratio. Nah, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. And you know the thing about it too. You were talking about um, women. For every, because the whole um, competition thing that women may have with each other to get a man. You know, if you don't really understand what men want, you are putting putting the wrong energy out, number yes. one. And therefore, they quickly, like you said, you those are your five things that you, you've um, assessed that types of women that mm-hmm. you were running into, right? So real easy, you could just knock them off the list. But you have 15 other women you can talk to. Right. For every one, there's 15 more. Right. And so it's like women, Start learning yourself, get some therapy, and also find out what it is that your potential partner wants in a relationship. And it's hard. I'm saying this, you know, some of my people probably be like, Lord, you finally done woke up. (laughs) But but my focus has been on career. It was never on education, but it was always about me having to be the breadwinner. I got to get that money. I got to get that paper. That's been my grind. But... I've had some great people in my life who were willing to help to support that while I did that. I couldn't even see it because I was so busy. You know, it's like, I'm going to change the world by myself. And no, I'm not meant to be. We're not meant to be alone in this world. That's why we have helpmates and we have friendships and mentors. 
all of those things are and women you need to honestly the women that are watching this i know you probably feel like well i got it going on i've been burned so many times by men and da 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 first of all don't taste it exactly own your role in it and that's one thing i can honestly say about me and anybody that's ever dated me can say i own mine right but me owning it is also about me controlling situations. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work on it. You gotta work on it because we can learn and get all the therapy in the world about um, understanding where you are mentally, understanding um, the things that trigger you. But if you don't try to, um, don't always be learning. You need to learn it and then apply some things to try to, like what I do now is notice triggers. I had to come up with a way after so many years of being in different types of therapy because there's a lot of different types. Um, but really having things to help me to recognize what, why did I respond like that? Why, I don't ignore my emotions. If I get mad, I'm mad. But why? Why? What's behind it? Right. If, if I'm angry, what's behind my anger? Fear. So we don't need to avoid emotions. We just need to know that emotions can get you in a, a predicament. You can't get out like prison or death. Because some people go, I know a young lady right now that was fighting the guy because she felt like he was cheating. He could have easily punched her lights out, but he didn't do it. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, understanding you gotta know why, why our emotions. Yeah. Why do we have emotions? Just like a lot of people who are overweight, they don't understand the purpose of food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you know the purpose of a thing, then it's easy to what? Use, use a it thing for that purpose. For that purpose. But yeah. if you don't know the purpose, it's yeah. easy to abuse it. Right. I can abuse my body not understanding what food's for. Mm -hmm. Because it tastes good, it feels good, it makes me, I, I feel. So now, now I'm an emotional eater versus I need to eat more leafy vegetables, mm -hmm. more vegetables and less meat. Mm -hmm. Because because of my body type and I, it's going to keep me healthy. People mm -hmm. don't think like that. No, so don't. the purpose of your emotions is to help you to regulate uh, in the world, to, to give you a compass for where you are in the world. Yes. You know, when I feel angry, you, like you say, you ask these questions, but a lot of people don't, they just react. And I call that just your internal God, your IGS. We yeah. so hooked on the GPS, yeah. but God, you know, the, the, the what is it? The, um, the GPS in their cars, but I had another name for that. But the IGS is your internal guidance system, right. and I think that's what your emotions are. We need to. We, we need, need to. That's the purpose for. That's the purpose, and you got to recognize if. But you, it doesn't control you. Right. It should not. When control it controls you. you, then it becomes it 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 becomes a negative. Yeah. So people will say, "Well, you shouldn't get so angry." Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, "Why are you? Why? Why are you angry?" trying to tell you well don't cry you know because of blah 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 but what help them to understand why they're crying which is what right. i like to do but here is something too kevin's talked about a lot you know he talked about that traditional man a lot of women want the traditional man mm -hmm. the man who works pays the bills and mm -hmm. you know vacations and all these things but they didn't want to be a traditional woman right you know, so we want to be a modern woman with a traditional man. It's not going to work. Yeah. They've just been, they've been duped. They have We been. We have been duped in the society you in so many ways. You might get in trouble ways. for that. You're not saying that. Especially <laughs> on camera. You, you're saying that women's been duped. Women have been duped. But it's it's a setup and, and a lot of it goes back to economics. 
Absolutely. Because, it's by because design. you it's spend design. the money. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas me, if I had the money, I'm going to save my money, buy me a house, or buy me some property. But women going to spend their money. Look at how much. Look how much black women spend on their hair. Uh uh-uh, uh. Look at how much they spend on trips. Trips. Them girls Girl trips. trips. Oh, when okay, so girl trips, yes. <laughs> the money that they gets, do those and things. they do them on a regular basis. And the excuse is, well, I work hard, I make this money, I can. Yeah. I want to go and have a good time. But here's my question: How much money you have saved for retirement? How much, Hello. Do, how much money do you need to have saved for it? Hello. You know, how much money do you need to have saved for hard times? So you know my formula? I, I give people a formula. And it's, it's supposed to be 18 months of your expenses mm-hmm. you should have saved for hard times. Working on it, bro. 18 months. <laughs> now, prior to 2008, yeah. I would say 6 to 12 months. But when 2008 happened and the market did what it did and people were losing their houses, if they had 18 months of savings, mm-hmm. those people wouldn't have lost their houses. Right, right. And that's 18 months of savings put into an investment account, into an index account, they wouldn't have lost their houses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we relying on the man, our job, and the system, but we have to become financially responsible. And the only way to do that, you have to first become emotionally responsible. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to learn how to control that because your emotions will tell you, I made I this money. It. I can afford it. I can go do that. And then and you then come, you back. come back home, you lights off. But it started even way before the girls' trips. Let's talk about holidays. Let's talk about Christmas. Christmas. And, and spending all of that money. And then by it's January 1, your credit card or you get so much debt. No money in the bank. Now you got to try to. Tax return. Tax so return. Can, so and so you can bills. spend it again. And do the same thing every My year, like um, like Brian always says. You know, it starts over again at the beginning of the year. Everybody starts at zero. Everybody starts at zero. Yeah, especially if you're an employee. You exactly. It's sad. It's me. really sad. But people are not thinking long term. You mm-hmm. know, uh, women are definitely not thinking long term. Because I have a friend. I said, you know, she makes good money. I said, how much money in the last three years do you have saved? She said, two thousand dollars. Two grand. That's it. Now, granted, well, you gotta take in. She could, like, she okay. could save. She, realistically, okay. it could have been five to six hundred dollars a month. Could have been saved. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Based on looking at her, uh, what is it called? A spending, spending plan. plan. I don't like call it a her budget. Butt, I call yeah. it a spending plan. Okay. You plan. You're gonna spend it. Just you know, plan. but make sure you spend it in the right places. Mm-hmm. $2,000 is like, okay, so what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you spending this money on that's not going to even give you a net return? Even when, especially when you know you have retirement coming. Mm-hmm. You can find out, I don't care if you're 20 years old, 25 or 50 years old, you can find out, talk to a financial planner mm-hmm. and say, okay, I want to make this amount of money. I want to be able to spend this amount of money a year after I retire, how much do I need to have in the bank? Mm-hmm. You can find that out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half to find out that you don't have enough because so many people this day are retiring mm-hmm. and they're going to get a job. Yeah, because they don't have anything. They didn't have a, I don't call it, but well, it could be financial a contingency plan. Financial planning, contingency plan, anything. You gotta have, 
that plan B. Right. That's your plan. That should, your, it should be your it's plan, plan A. It's your plan A. And here's another thing. Just, just to a, back a up your plan B. Yeah. Right? More than anything. Couples are getting back together for financial reasons that may have been apart. Or you got a lot of shared roommates. Shared roommate situation. You can't afford that place. So, you know, it's, a lot, it's rare. I, I, I meet so many single people now who have roommates. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what? Or they're still at home with their parents. Yeah. And that's happening, like, I mean, until the economy changes and the well, I say the that's economy, the, that's the mindset. I, the mindset. The I was mindset. going there until the mindset changes, which is going to affect how you show up in the economy, whether exactly. it's up or down. You can be like this. You got to find some way to get there. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing that too. And you know, I'm looking. I want to buy land. That's my thing. But anything that you want. You were talking about the savings of only $2,000 after a couple of years. Three years. Three years. If you're making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, you, you need a financial plan if all you have is two, $3,000 after three years. Yeah. $2,000. I'm sorry. There's no, and I don't care if you want to say, well, I buy what I want, I go where I want. Like I always told my daughter, I don't care what, I want to get my nails and have my hair done, right? Mm. But when hard times come, you have to make a decision on what you're going to hold on to. So, right. And during those hard times, we have to struggle to try to figure it out. But in the good times, we just messing it all up because we're going to get to a hard time again. So when, when you're in the good times, you need to be thinking about what it was like or what it could be like when the hard times come because you don't always want to be playing catch up no you know you get no. tired it's where it wears you the out older you get the older you, you get, get tired you get tired and you don't want to always be playing catch up because right. Right. you know um the body the metabolism slows down everything yes. slows down everything so you might be somebody might tell you you look like you're 30 but you're 60 but trust yeah. your metabolism has slowed down yeah. You can tell when you get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. How old you really are. Exactly. You, know, you, you ain't rolling on out and bouncing up. And you up, find you know? yourself saying, whoo, child. Speaking of which, <laughs> this just came to my mind, too. We're talking about that traditional man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of the, the mindset and ideology of that traditional man is rooted in biblical principles. I'm going to say from a Christian perspective. Um, but women today... I've, I've known a lot of women who've gotten away even from going to church or going where at one time was a lot of women in church. Now mm-hmm. it's like, they're not even going. Well, you, you know? know what I've heard? I heard at church last week because I went to this wonderful, wonderful church in um, Georgia. It's called Linked Up. It's in Powder Springs. Amazing. Pastor, um, the husband and wife, they're both pastors. She actually was doing a class. My first time visiting a church. And she was talking about statistically more people are coming out of the closet and more Christians are getting in the closet uh-huh. because they're not speaking out on stuff anymore. Even though the, the Christian, the Christians went and she used the research from Pew, I think it's called researchpew.com, but she listed a whole bunch of different um, places where she got her stats from. And it was showing how, um, they, the women, what well, Christian Christians overall are not even 
participating in their um, faith, even though they believe no. it works. No. They're not participating in it much anymore. And no. the women definitely are. It's like it's like now they because get it education. and they hold on to it. My education. And they just go and get alone. old and they die. I don't need it. Alone. I don't, I don't need education. this. I don't need that. So tradition is thrown out of the window. I don't need no man. But it was really interesting. She went through a lot of different statistics. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, I'm like, when she said, People are coming out of the closet, but the Christians are going in. Going in. I said, it's whoa. It's true. A lot of times you don't hear people say, I'm a Christian anymore. You yeah. Know, they don't. And you see their lifestyle is so enmeshed with the world and the mm -hmm. world system. You know, it, it's crazy. You know. Hey, well, before I, you say that, but it, she said Christians with that particular stat. But also, we have to remember... She was what she was talking about too. Is all the religions are experiencing the same thing, yes. you know? But Most specific to Christianity, right, because, because she's, she's a Christian. Yeah, that's what but I say yeah, too with, me, with you. Know, you. I, I can speak to that. But some Christians don't even speak out when we see atrocities. We're supposed there's a certain behavior of a Christian that I was taught when it comes to helping um, somebody in need. Yeah. Right now, we will get on GoFundMe or something and recommend to somebody that they need to go and help someone. So, but a lot of people are not going to reach out and help. Them. No, not at all. They, they're going to say, "Oh, well, so and so is having a hard time. You need to re you need to call them." And I'm like, "Why are you not calling them?" Right, right. That Christians are supposed to do that. Some of them just want to pray. Yeah, yeah. That was the other well, thing. I'm gonna pray, pray, pray about it. Yeah, let me pray about that. You I'm gonna pray for so and so. So yeah, and so needs you to go over there and pick them up and take them, you know, them to buy some to groceries. Buy some groceries. Or, or how about drop off a thousand dollars so they mm -hmm. can be blessed and pay a bill? Yeah, you know, pay some bills, but we don't we don't do those things. Don't do those I, things. I, you know, in my business, I try to help people. I try to be needs. Uh, it was a guy. He worked for social services. He called me. He said it was a brother that was about to lose his house. He had seven kids, and mm -hmm. he got custody of all his kids. Mm -hmm. I said, look, I can't do no more than write a check right mm -hmm. now because I'm kind of busy. I said, I got a thousand dollars. That's all I could give you. He said, fine. He's just more than anybody else ever did. Wow. You know, and one one thing I had another family I was working with, I reached out to a friend who worked with the men's group. Mm -hmm. I said, can you talk to the brothers about supporting this family for a year? You know, because they really need it. Not saying they just need your money, but just be able to support them. They sent 300 bucks. And you know what I did? I did not reach out anymore. Wow. Because they told me everything I needed to know. Yeah. You know, so right now with Quadrant um, Family Services, we're actually getting ready to start a housing program for independent living for, oh, for nice. kids. For kids, you know, okay. Teenagers, once they graduate, well, you know, once you age out of foster care, mm -hmm. they say in New York, the 70% of homeless people are kids who aged out of foster care. I don't know what the numbers are in Richmond, Virginia, but a large percentage of them, once they turn 18, the families don't want them anymore. Because I can get a kid and get a check, but mm -hmm. if you stay in my house, you're just like a brother child of mine, and I don't, I can't, I don't want that. I need, I need that income. Yeah. So we're trying to set up a program that's going to help these kids to stay in school, get the education, get go to J. Sergeant Reynolds to get a, a associate degree, mm -hmm. hope to go move forward because there's money there for them now, mm -hmm. whereas in the past it wasn't. As long as they stay in the system, so. We want to encourage them to stay in so they can get that education, mm -hmm. uh, learn how to start a business or do something, teach them life skills, you know. So that's one of the ventures that Sean and I are working on creating. Awesome. In fact, we have a meeting scheduled for this Thursday. He's going to take a meeting on Thursday. 
Well, that's awesome. I like. Yeah. I, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I, 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 me, that's I something that I would invest in. I could get, I get a them. part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We need to do that. And he's talking to apartment complexes around Richmond. See if mm-hmm. we can get a couple of apartments mm-hmm. that we could use. Corporations okay. gonna be responsible for the paying. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get money from the counties or wherever the resources are to pay us back. But we're gonna make sure they're taken care of. Yeah, because it starts early, even it when does. it, you it know. Does. These kids need help and support, especially coming out of the system. You know, they weren't, they are victims. They are. I see them as victims of the system, even though, you know, you may have taken Johnny from his mom because she was a crackhead or she didn't do something right, didn't do something on time, but he still has that emotional connection to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's going to weigh on him mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, so we got to be able to help these kids to let's let's get you to the top of the mountain and then you can go back and help mom help daddy or help brothers and sisters if you can you know mm-hmm. but you know you quitting and they're quitting then it's not gonna help and that's that generational trauma exactly yeah, exactly. so that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that was. I know it was an idea you had, but I didn't know how far. Oh yeah, we you, moved forward. Awesome. That. That's know, really, we really awesome. Need to do that, you know. And, and therapy is a part of the key. I tell people all the time: get your counseling, get your therapy. Got to get it. You know, but make sure it's trauma-based, trauma-focused. That's what we focus on. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you think about an iceberg. 90% of the iceberg is below the surface. Right. But so much of the teaching and training is on that 10%, which is behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the behaviors and we focus on behaviors and we quantify, we judge and evaluate behaviors. But what about that 90% that people don't see? And most people don't care. Kevin said it like this, the world does not owe you understanding. It doesn't. They don't care about your trauma. Mm-hmm. But you should. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, they, the world don't care. The police officer with a gun in his hand don't care the fact that your parents were a-holes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they but didn't yeah. teach you and train you. Mm-hmm. But once you turn 18, that's your responsibility. Yeah. And that's the whole entitlement that even people yes. in that situation feel like they're entitled to have you to value what they value. No. 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 It's a, it, it needs to be important to yeah, you. Kevin so. used to say that a lot. Yeah. The world does not owe you understanding. Mm-hmm. That is deep. So, they speaking of care. Kevin. Yes. I know you said you would have loved to talk to him and maybe you actually still can, you know, if you believe in the, the communication through the spirit. Um, what, what? How would you rate me? What's my, my number? Rachel. One through ten. You know he had a... No, no, no. He never did that. <laughs> See, that's the thing. He would say, how would you rate Rich yourself? yourself. Fresh face, out of the shower, no makeup, and you can't use seven. Eight. And he would say, Beyonce's an eight. Kelly knows well, I know. A, I know I, I'm better than Beyonce you know? when I wake up. Fresh face, out of the fresh shower. Fresh face, out of the shower, you, all day, you, every you day. You are an eight. All day, every day, okay? Okay. And a lot of women would say they were ten. So it was like... Mm-mm. Okay, are you playing with me? Tell me the truth. <laughs> what, what, what are you really? You know, um, you know. I think um, Nicki Minaj said she was a six. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, and, and, and he, he calls some women an adjustable six. Mm-hmm. That means fresh face out of the shower, you are a six, but if you mm-hmm. put the makeup on and you, you know, dog yourself up, you could be an eight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But fresh face out of the shower, and it's nothing wrong with an average woman. But, you know, I think that it's not anything wrong with, but the terminology, the way that we label things and put things in categories, it can be off-putting. I'm just saying. Really? 
you know, just to but say. Men don't have their same issues. Well, I, maybe, I maybe you don't, guy. but some some men, yeah. some don't, men. We don't have a problem. I'm an average dude. I mean, I'm average. I mean, I'm not. I'm not out here. You know, I'm not going to ever say I'm. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, Shamar. Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. he walk into a room. I walk into the room. He gonna get it all. I might get some leftovers. Cause I'm funny. Know. <laughs> you but you know, women like to laugh. So exactly. see, I might get some leftovers. You, yeah, because you, you love day, to be I'm entertained. I'm gonna let him go, man. Get what you can. <laughs> yeah, you know? but you know, I Thank just asked you. Out there yeah, I just asked you that question because I know he did. He never. He never really. He just said, you know, we all have room to grow. And honestly, just be, just be honest, honest with yourself. yourself. Thank you. You, can, you know, when I say I'm an eight, I am an eight when I wake up. You've be never seen me in the morning, so you don't know. No, I have never seen you. But fresh face but out of the shower, out of the shower I'm oh, going to actually God. post the picture for okay. you uh, okay. to see what I look like. Okay, and I'm going to put um, a number on it. And there's not going to be any filters on it. Okay. Because you know those filters. filters. They be using they be those filters. Yeah. This is all I real. I met this lady one time. This was I have on eyeliner, mascara, and that's it, y'all. Before I got married, just in case y'all I saw that picture of her. Right she was gorgeous. Ooh. Oh, my God. I saw this woman. Okay. Before I got married. This has been about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. I met her in person. I said, oh, my God. I was ready, I, I, I was ready to just turn around and walk away. <laughs> Pretend like you, know you weren't the person she was supposed to meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but me being a nice guy, I, you know, I hung in, I talked to her a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, but I said, hey, you know, when I got to get hit the road, because it was just supposed to be a quick meet anyway, mm -hmm. but I never called her again because, man, yeah. I can show you a picture. She yeah, we just got to be honest. We, we said it. Be honest with yourself, so, because yeah. you know what? You can't lie to anybody but yourself. Exactly, because everybody but else sees the truth. God knows. God everybody knows. knows. Yeah. You know, and I always tell people who, who try to hide, I say, don't you know everybody knows? And they say, I say, yeah, everybody knows that you have issues. And a lot of times when you have issues, it's you. Mm -hmm. You have to deal with your issues. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people I, don't want to do that. I've dealt with my brother. You I've had to, to, you know, and we all have stuff that we have to work on, you know, and some things you may not get to because there's no perfect way about any of this. It's just that you need to make that effort to do that. It's called try, fail, adjust. And adjust, yeah. You know, in, in biblical terms, it said like this. He said, get wisdom, get knowledge. Does it get knowledge, get wisdom, but above all, get understanding. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people don't go through that process. We just think, oh, that's how I feel. So that's how, no, your feelings should not factor in as the primary source of you making a decision. Because the Bible says, he who has himself as a counselor is a fool. Yeah. So if yeah. you think I, 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 I all counsel. the time, yeah. you, you know, so I'm looking at it. So, okay. Yeah. And you know what I tell people? Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting me know. That's why I say that because yeah. you told me everything I need to know about you. Yeah. When I saw him, I, I, I all the time. I so feel, the thing I is, I don't want. Well, one thing that, that I've come to see and talking and a lot of research I'm doing now when I meet people, everybody wants to change. People are looking for something better than what they have or something but different. Are you willing to work for it? But and I know there are some people out there that are willing to work for it. So when what we're talking about up here is not just for us to just 
be spouting off stuff. Truthfully, get some therapy. Find not your friends. Your friends can't be your therapist. Thank you for saying that. Your friends can't be your therapy. Your mother can't be your therapist. Your mother can't be your therapist. No. Son and daughter. Yeah. She can't be. You know, biblical, I'm I'm a Bible man. I always go just that. I'm going to let you know I'm a Christian. I believe in Christian values, but... And I also believe in grace and mercy for mm-hmm. everybody because I need it. Mm-hmm. But in Titus, it says, let the older women teach mm-hmm. the younger women how to love their husbands. Mm-hmm. And we don't see that at all. Yeah, and that's... We don't see that at all. <laughs> well, you know, we that's... We see them competing with one another, yeah. but we don't see the teaching. Let me tell you some things, how you treat your husband if mm-hmm. you want him to stay around. And there's a couple of hidden gems on YouTube because I last time we talked, I told you that's the area that I am um, developing in because one of the things I needed to do was grow a little bit in some ways myself. It's not like I have to have all the answers before I can teach, but there were some things personally I needed to do to be um, a little bit more balanced than how I am approaching my own life. And so in doing that, there's a couple of people that I found a couple of women that teach etiquette on social media. I mean, on YouTube, there's, there's stuff that's out there. You just gotta, I I don't want to tell people to Google it or YouTube it, but first pray, ask God to give you the direction where you need to go. And also we have resources. If you ever want to reach out to Quadrant Family Services about, you know, parenting parenting classes, relationship classes, you know, you know something that Kevin said that I, I heard him say. I heard I heard a lady talk about Kevin said this. This was part of his vision. He was going to create a website, something I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's going to teach what we're talking about now. Teach the man how to be a man and the woman how to be a woman, and what to look for in relationships and how to communicate with one another. I think that's long overdue. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I think we absolutely need to have. We could do that. And he he started and something, so I don't know where it's going to go. Where it's going now? I, I even wrote out um, when he passed away. I wrote out uh, an outline mm-hmm. for the website. And I sent it to one of the um, people. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to give him credence on my show. I sent it to him. He was a Kevin's supporter. He was friends with Kevin. He used to talk almost every day. He said, I sent it to him. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard a word. Well, you might see it on the website somewhere soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he. I mean, he might be using weeks, the content. For weeks, for I weeks mean, he I was talking about that. Kevin. He was talking uh-huh. about Kevin for weeks, and his numbers start ticking up. See, some some influencers are there for numbers. I'm mm-hmm. there for results. Yeah, and so that's... I'm looking at creating that type of website that we can go to and grow from. You know, yes, I'm going to charge for it, not doing it for free, but it's going to be a nominal fee in which you can go there and get some information. There'll be some interviews with people, you know, that they can learn from because we don't have the older women teaching, but we should, and that should be a platform. There's no reason for not have a platform now that the, the 20-year-old or 19-year-old or 15-year-old girl could go to and learn what it means to be a woman, what it means to be in a relationship, what it means. I, I gave my daughters a book called The Sanctity of Sex, mm-hmm. and it deals with sex from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to read it at first. Mm-hmm. I said, so you want to keep meeting the same guy over and over again because that's what you're doing. Every time every time I talk to my daughter, he don't have no job, he don't have a car, he living with his mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and then as soon as he meet me, they break up. 
you know? I said, I'm not doing it. I'm just asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, these are questions you might want to ask. So she's reading the book now, but you know, books like that need to be a, a resource for the people, for women. Sex. Because yeah. a lot of times people don't know what they don't know. And, and so many girls now, they, their body count is so high. Lord. They don't understand the psychological aspect of that 20 years from now. Nope, they sure don't. You know what I'm saying? Because now you are really programming yourself and you're damaging your soul. You're bringing you're creating a soul tie. Soul you're bringing ties. so much in mm-hmm. that's negative that now you're going to judge me based on those soul ties. Yeah, there's a have. book, um, R.C. Blakes Jr. He's a pastor. He wrote a book on soul, soul ties. Time. Yeah, and one of the things that um, I got from that was also an understanding how the body, how we stay connected to God is spirit, soul, body. Yes. But a lot of young people are leading with the body. Yes. And you get those soul ties connected to the body, it, it deteriorates everything about you. It does. You got to get back to that spiritual it part does. of who you are because you're supposed to do it. The spirit ties right. create the soul ties and then the body. Exactly. Exactly. I told a lady who was 66, I told her, I said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience on this earth. We are spiritual beings. So that should be first, but a lot of times people disgate, discounted or negated altogether, and then we wonder why you're on this medication, why you're dealing with depression, why you're dealing with anxiety. It's because you're not putting first things first. Mm-hmm. And why you not having good relationships? Because you're sleeping with everybody. Everybody. I, 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 I just gotta say it like it is. You need to close your legs. You know. Quick and like... hurry. Let's have some conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Let's get to know one another. Let's really find out what you're about before I decide to go there. Because, but women will do that quick. And we are quick. We are the controllers of sex. And we, and we are five minutes after meeting. I told my sons this five minutes after meeting you, woman has decided if they would or not. Mm hmm. A lot of times you need to just be quiet. I had I was working with a group of guys. We were doing a young, uh, teenage fatherhood group. Mm-hmm. This guy was 12 years old and he was a father. The girl was 17. Mm-hmm. And I said, what in the world did he say or do that would make a 17-year-old think it was okay to have sex with a 12-year-old? Five year age is different. Mm. So in, 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 in psychology, psychology time, terms, it, it really could be considered rape. Yeah. But there's a five year yeah. age difference. Mm-hmm. He was six or five. I said, oh, that's all she needs to know. He was six five at 12 years old, and she thought that was okay. And now he's a father and she's a mother. And nine times out of 10, guess what happens? Soon as the baby's born, they break up. They're gonna break up. Yeah. Because neither one of them are emotionally stable enough to deal with that relationship and be and understand what it means to be a parent. Yeah. So who pays for that? The, the child. child. And that, you know Because they're gonna be raised by their grandparents. Yeah, and there's there also the another statistic that's out there in situations like that. There's a lot of um, young men killing the women, the girls, yes, and the girls are killing their babies, yes, and those numbers, those are, numbers up. are growing. They're growing. They're so growing. you know, we definitely need men to more men are committing suicide these days too. Seventy-five yeah, percent more men. Yeah, you know. So we just have to keep pushing. You know, education, education. Like I said, education. on the top of the, at the top of the show, we are 
um, about we're winding, down. we're winding down, but getting back to going back full circle, you know, one of the things that helped me with part one of what we did was taking the time to go back and just listen and how we were in interacting. And I'm like, the way we were talking is kind of like most women and men be talking all the time. The woman talking over top of it, putting in her own opinion, you. you know, not listening and you trying to get your words out. And I'm like, whoa, this is a great teaching tool yes, right was. here. Great. But I saw it shift and change. It, and that's the other thing. And I mentioned it, that to you, you too. Did. I saw it. I said, do you feel the energy change? You know? Because yeah. coming into a space where but, you already have a preconceived idea uh, about anything is not is not um, the way you need to start a conversation. But, here, but here's something too I want to say. Sometimes it's necessary. Yes. Because yeah. if I stick with you long enough, it will it will come down. Because everybody wants to be heard. Yes. Some people want to be understood, but everybody wants to be heard. So if I'm listening to you and I allow you to speak, eventually it's almost like, you know, I do it when I used to do a drum circle. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's banging, clanging, but over time, within two or three minutes, it starts to sound like music. And that's what happens in conversations. But a lot of times with Ben, as soon as you start this, we go. Mm -hmm. Brain is shut down. Shut we down. checked out. Mm -hmm. We need to stay there and sometimes allow her to bend to get that out. And say, mm -hmm. okay, so how are we going to fix this? Yeah. How can we coexist together through this? But a lot of men will run and then they're going to run to another woman that won't give them the mouth. Give them the mouth because she's you so know? too busy giving up the body. Pretty much. <laughs> so, is, you know, there you know? it is. That's how it works. That's how we've been flowing with each other. And the whole idea so, here is for us to develop better relationships right, with right, each right. other. So I, I, I you yeah. know, I would love, I don't have a problem with the tightness sometimes. Yeah. You know to, it's kind of like being angry. It's okay. It's an emotion. It's okay. But you work through it. Because if, okay. if I was not being who I am with that particular show, I would have just shut down. But right. like, I don't want to talk to you. What do right. you mean older women competing right. with younger right. women? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what happens a lot of times. We shut down. We shut down. Therefore, we never come to a consensus. Right. And, and had you shut down, you never would have done the research. Right. If, exactly. I would have never done the you research. Know, I would have been like, AJ that's just AJ. We don't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. But when you have these conversations, and I, I never expect the conversation to always be my way of perfect mm -hmm. because I know we ebb and flow, you know, mm -hmm. and me, me, you've been doing this for years, so yeah. it's nothing new for us. So, but mm -hmm. I, I'm used to it now, mm -hmm. and you know, and I think it's part of my training as well yes. because, you know, when I was growing up um, high school, I used, all my friends were female. Mm -hmm. So I used to sit in a group of five girls mm -hmm. and talk and ask questions and just watch them back and forth with one another. Sometimes they get catty and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I throw something out there just to see how they handle it. You know, so I learned a lot about communication that way. But a lot of men don't have that opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of you know? women don't, you know, um, we don't have those opportunities because nobody has said that it was necessary in relationships. Right, right, right. You know, and it's okay and to we disagree sometimes. Yeah, you need to sometimes. Not all the time, though. No, but I'm saying, but but in disagreeing, you talk, you listen. Yeah. I, I go for understanding. 
I okay. understand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want to be able to say at the end of a conversation. I understand. Yeah. And just because I understand, don't mean I, I agree. Agree, but exactly. I can understand. And you know, you know, and I appreciate the fact that, and we're we're closing with this. I appreciate the fact that you called me and you shared this with me. You know, mm-hmm. off air. And I said, okay, we definitely need to do a part two mm-hmm. because I saw the energy here, and then it came down, and but then, you know, you wasn't one hundred percent there. But you said, let me do my own research. Mm-hmm. I. I am an advocate you know, for independent do my research. Own research. Yeah. Because the, the amazing thing was about Kevin is I've yet to see anyone say that Kevin was wrong and he didn't know what he was talking about. No one ever said that. And I'm listening to all the people against him. It's like, okay, but you, you're talking about presentation. Is it, it, what he's saying true? Do we need therapy? Yes. Do women think more highly of themselves than they ought to sometimes? Yes. Do most of the women that he talked to want that one percent man? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the women he talked yeah, to. I'm yeah. saying all women, right. but the ones that he talked to, mm-hmm. they wanted that one percent man. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, what's her name? Joyce Myers, she did a talk. I, I need I need to record that. I'm gonna send it to you, I need to find it. But she talked about uh, this this um, store. Where you can go into and on these floors there were men yeah yeah i have that i have it isn't <laughs> yeah. that funny all that the is. women was on the sixth uh-huh. floor and there were no men no men <laughs> because they this guy oh he's good but must be another one better oh he well he's great you know and it got to the floor all the women was up there and there were no men but they all wanted that because they were guy. never satisfied no they were never satisfied and i think that's no. kind of part of what she said at the end yes you know because you look at oh he got this he got that so it must be something better must be something, better. something better something better and then you, you know, end well, up roommates with your best friend at 60 because with a dog with a dog with kevin say bye dog and not alone. Then you do the little. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. I I'm used to love it. This. I used to love it when he used to do that salute thing. Well, I need to get my little um, thing set up so I can um, play some music. Uh-huh. You know, but he was so funny. Oh that, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, all these different sounds uh-huh. when women said certain but you know that just showed that he had a, a, a comedic side, sense humor, a yeah. sense of humor, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, honestly, I I appreciate. And unfortunately, I did not follow Kevin Samuels before his passing, yeah. but I appreciate what he has left. Um, you know, because at one point I, we had the discussion. I was like, "What kind of legacy is he leaving?" You know, communication. but communication, a legacy, and, communication. We are talking more as men and women. Yeah. Even men are talking more to each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get in a lot more conversations that are deeper than just oh did you get that did you hit that you know that with men you know because of him it said what do i want in a relationship yeah they're even asking themselves am i clear in communicating that to a woman you know so these things are happening because of him so my my goal i would say to honor him would be to create that website that people can go to and learn even more Mm -hmm. about the importance of i'm going to call it black love okay because I heard this guy, I don't know if it was Tank or somebody, he said, the world is after our love. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if they can destroy black love, they got us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're like puppets on a string at this. Once, yeah. once that love is gone for each other, 
we'll go yeah. we'll go and trace chase any wind and doctrine that's out there yeah you know and, and, and money is money is, becomes your god because i can i got money i can spend money i can look at my car don't buy a bmw if you can't afford the maintenance on the bmw okay yeah getting control don't, of the don't, economics don't be just status is simple you know my son said this the other day because uh, i was at his house sunday he said dad i told him i said you know how much my house payment is he said yeah because you choose that you could get more if you wanted to i said absolutely mm-hmm. i could spend three thousand dollars a month on, on a house but wow I'm looking at this is economy is in. I'm not trying to impress nobody. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. one thing I learned, and I'm gonna I'm help you guys out here with this, okay? You only pay attention to people or be concerned about people who are paying your bills, who are writing your check. If they're not, if they're happy with you, and they're writing your check, that's the only person you need to impress. Okay, I told my boss one time. I said, my job is to make you look good. Mm-hmm. That's my job. He said, what is your job? I said, my job is to make you look good. Anything you need that's going to help you, let me know. I'll do it. And he walked away. Well, that is what it is. It is what it is. is. I'm a job. I have a job. That's my job. You know, well, we are closing out. Thank you again. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. You know, and like I said, anything uh, wrong, (laughs) you know, we're (laughs) going to... This has been Quadrants of Mental Health. Um, I don't know if we'll do this again anytime soon, but you will start to see more shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please like, subscribe, and donate to help support. Um, but definitely share this with other people. You know, let other people know that this content is out there. Uh, let other content creators know. I'd love to be on other platforms as well. I'm sure Janice would love to be a guest on some other platform as well and talk about these issues, okay? Just take care of yourself and each other. God bless.